Kiddushin Dav Kaf Dalet, the last thing we were discussing, was the Mahloket between Rabbi Meir and Hachamim in the Mishnah, where, uh, according to Rabbi Meir, the Eved cannot take that money and give it to his master. And according to Hachamim, he could, as long as the money belonged to someone else. And what is exactly is the case? Rav Shishat said the case is where someone gave him the money and told him on condition that your master has no rights to it. And Rabbi Lazar said, no, we're talking about a situation where someone else gave him the money to go redeem himself. And with that, we're going to start Kav Gimal Amud Bet, last line, second word, where it says, We could show a contradiction between Rabbi Meir and himself and Rabbanan on themselves. We have a bright time. This is in regarding to Maaser Sheni. Maaser Sheni, if a person has too much of one fruit and he can't carry it all the way to Yerushalayim, so the Torah gives you an option of transferring the Kedushah to money and bring that money to Yerushalayim and buy food with it. But the thing is, when someone is transferring the Kedushah to money, then you have to add a fifth. So let's say it's $1,000 worth of apples, you transfer the Kedushah to $1,200. And then you bring that $1,200 to Yerushalayim. So the Tanya in Isha Podama Sesheni Belo Homesh. According to Tanakama, a woman is considered part of her husband, and therefore, if she does the transferring of Kedusha, she has to add a fifth. Rabban Shimon ben Elazar Omer Mishum Rabbi Meir Isha Podama Sesheni Belo Homesh. A woman could transfer the Kedusha to Tamani, and she does not have to add a fifth because she's separate from her husband. So now, it sounds like uh, that according to Rabbi Meir, a man and wife are separate when it comes to funds. And it sounds like Rabbanan are saying that they are the same person. And that's why she would have to give that fifth. And that's exact opposite of what we learned before in the middle of Kavgima Amud Bet. Rabbi Meir holds that a woman and, uh, and a slave do not have a, a, any ability to acquire without their master or, or husband. And Rabbanan hold that they do have an option to acquire things on their own without their master or husband. So the Gemara first things first asks, what are we talking about? If you want to talk about that it's the husband's money, husband's ma'aser, then then why shouldn't she add that fifth? She's just doing his work. It's it's everything is his. And if you want to tell me it's her money, but it's his fruits. Well, the Pasuk says, Ish amara hamana velo isha. It says it has to be, if a person is transferring the Kedusha, to, it's a man doing it on his own stuff, and it's not a woman doing it for him. Meaning, if it's her money, and she's using it for her husband, it's not her mitzvah to do. It's not their funds together in this type of case, and therefore, she should not have to add that fifth according to both. So, rather, you have to say, we're talking about a situation, like this, someone gave her money, okay, you could take this money, so you could you could redeem your husband's maser, I don't want you guys going uh, this long trip at this heavy load here, you do the transferring. So, in this type of case, she doesn't have to add a fifth according to Rabbi Meir, but according to According to Tanaka Mahachamim, she would have to add a fifth. The problem is, we heard the exact opposite on Kavgim Alamud Bet. So, Amar Abaye Ipuch, Abaye says you could flip everything around. You could say that, uh, no, Tanaka was one who said that uh, she she does not have to add a fifth, and Rabbi Meir is the one who says she has to add a fifth. 
Rabba Amar the Olam Lotipuch. Rabba says you don't have to flip it. You could always explain as follows. Vehacha, this Brayta in regards to Maaser, be Maaser that Tami Ben Ashaskin. We're talking about Maaser that came from her father's house. Her, it belongs to her, and uh, she shares the fruits with her with her husband. And now in this big uh, big pile of fruits that she got from her father, this Maaser Sheni. The Rabbi Meir the Tami, Rabbi Meir, he has a shita. The Amar Maaser Mamon Hekdesh. He holds Maaser Sheni really belongs to Hashem. It's Kodesh. Just we allowing you to eat it in Yerushalayim, and therefore Velo Kane Lebal. The husband has no rights to it, and therefore, when she transfers the Ketusha, it's only to the base, not, and she doesn't have to add another another fifth on top of it. But Enachinami, if it was his and she was uh, and she was redeeming it, then she would have to add a fifth. Now Verabanan, they argue on Rabbi Meir. They have their shita. They amre. They hold that Maser Sheni is Mamon Hediotu. It belongs to a person, and therefore Vekani Lebal. And when it falls from her uh, her father's house to her house, meaning her father gave it off to her, let's say as an inheritance, then it goes to the husband. Helkach, and therefore it really the husbands and shlichot ad debal kavda. She's doing shlichot, and therefore she would be high up to give that extra fifth. So Rabbi really switches the entire case, and in this way, the Braita that says that according to Hachamim she would have to add a fifth, and according to Rabbi Meir she doesn't have to add a fifth, is a total different case, and it's not arguing on what we learned before. Rabbi Meir usually holds en kinyan leisha below balad that a woman cannot get anything without her husband. Same thing over here, but the problem is the husband never got it here because it's maaser is sheni and maaser he holds is mamon of uh, kodesh. It belongs to Hashem, and hachamim hold in general they get the, she could get the money by herself. The problem is over here it fell to her. And therefore, it automatically goes to him. And that's why when she's transferring the Tusha, she's doing his work. Next, there's another way an Ivid goes out free. If his master poked out his eye, broke a tooth, or any uh, of the 24 body parts, that if you cut them off, uh, they cannot regrow. And we're talking about the 10 fingers, 10 toes. Um, the, we're talking about the ears, the nose, a woman's chest, and the brit mila area for a man. Now the Gemara tries to understand. Shen keti I understand the shen ve'ain, the tooth and the eye. They're written straight in the pasuk. The Torah says avdo amato if he hits their eye, then the shalechenu, and then it says the same thing. shen avdo shen amato talks about the tooth, and they go out free. So I understand it says it in the in the Torah straight up. The other twenty four body parts. How do I know that he goes out free with that? So the Gemara says it, you have to say the dumiyah the shen ve'ain. You have to say anything that is like a tooth and like an eye. Mashin vine, the same thing with the eye and the tooth. That mumin shebegalui, there would be wounds that are revealed. They're uncovered. People could see it. Ve'enan chosrin, and and if you cut them off, they can't regrow. And the Torah says the the avid would go out free. Av kol mumin shebegalui ve'enan chosrin. It's the same thing for any other body part that if you cut off and it wouldn't regrow and it's revealed that people could see it. Then uh, Ayved would go out free. But the Gemara says the problem with that is the, the problem is the, the two separate psukim 
talking about one subject. And whenever there's two psukim talking about one mitzvah, then you, you can't learn for more mitzvot. You can't add to the, to those psukim. Meaning, if it's only if it's only one mitzvah, then all I need is one pasuk. When you're bringing me two psukim, meaning you're mentioning meaning only shen, then I would have understood it could go on everything. If you're only mentioning I go on everything. When you're saying shen vayim, means only shen vayim, and and we can't add anything else. So then, how do you get to the other twenty-four? Meaning, we don't. It doesn't even. Have, you don't have to go through the whole sugiah. The whole sugiah doesn't even start because it's dafka these two that the Torah mentioned and nothing else. So the Gemara says, "Tzricha." No, no, I need those two psukim. So even though I'm going to add the other twenty-four body, body parts, but I had to mention shen vayim. Why? If you only would have mentioned the Torah, the tooth, I would have thought, even if it's his baby tooth, if the master smacked the six-year-old, then his first tooth fell out, he gets to go out free. I would have thought that. That's why, to tell you that it has to be something that doesn't regrow afterwards. Yeah, if he loses his eye, the eye's not going to come back. If you would have only mentioned the eye, I would have thought it has to be something that's that was born with him. His eye is the same eye throughout his entire life. I would have thought only by the body parts that were created with him. But his tooth. Maybe in Ivid's tooth. Listen, when he was a baby, he wasn't born with this. It only it fell off when he was six, seven years old, and it regrew later. So maybe if he knocks out his tooth, he doesn't go out free, and that's why it's richa. That's why I had to mention uh, the shin also. But yes, but the the din is anything that is uncovered, anything that cannot be uh, regrow. If the master knocked it out, then he goes out free. So now the Gemara asks, "Ve'ema kiake kal." Why don't we learn it as a kal pratokal? Meaning, when when the pasuk says kiake, it's a general statement. We're talking about all types of hitting. Shen va'ain piret. That's a, where that's the specific, and you have to say it's a klalu prat, a general and a specific. And the rule is en baklal ela mashibaprat. You have to say that the general is only talking about whatever is going on in the specific. So what do we have here? Shen va'ain in. You have the tooth and the eye. Midia harina, other body parts. Lo, maybe he would not go out free with the other twenty-four parts. So the Gemara explains lachovshi yeshalehenu hazar vekalal. When it says lachovshi yeshalehenu, right, it, it goes back and makes a general statement again, and it becomes klal uprat uchalal. And the rule is whenever you have a general, a specific, and a general statement, e ata dan elakirin haprat. You could only judge it. You could only learn something that's like the specific, and say ma haprat meforash mum shebagalui ve'enal chazrin. The same way we talk when we the specific talked about shen ayin, which was a wound that everyone can see, and if anything happens to it, 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 you, it can't regrow. You have to learn everything like that. Av kol mumin, then you have to say the same thing with all wounds, shebagalui, where everyone can see venan chosrin, and they cannot regrow. Tegma says, yeah, but ima haprat meforash mumin shebagalui, 
But maybe you want to learn that maybe the specific, the Shen Va'ain, it was uncovered, meaning it's it's a part of the body where everyone can see. And number two, and now you can't use that body part anymore. Maybe, maybe all wounds they have to have this criteria that has to be uncovered. It has to be that it can't regrow and it has to not be able to work anymore. The problem is, why did we learn talash bizkano vedildel boetzim? If someone uh, I don't know, plucked his avid's uh, beard hair, and all of a sudden the the, the chin bone went out of place, avid a slave goes out free, and here you have something that is uh, that is uncovered. Everyone can see, but has nothing to do with work. Nobody uses their chin to do any work. So if the criteria is exactly like shen va'ayin, go all the way, and then we're stuck with the, the hair on the chin, with the with the chin bone. So because of that, the Gemara has to explain. It's not a klalu prato klal. It's not a general statement. Rather, it's a ribuyahu. It's coming to add things. So it becomes a riba mi'ayat riba. Added, subtracted, added. And you have to say that we added everything that's like the Shen Ve'ain and has nothing to do with the Bitul Melacha. Meaning, even if it's a body part that he doesn't use for work, still he goes out free. And the Gemara explains, okay, Ve'iri Buyaw, and if you want to tell me we're adding something, then Afilu Hikaw Al Yado Vitsamta Vesofalahzor, even if he hit him on his hand. And let's say his hand's right up, he's going to heal. Nami, we should also say that he goes out free. But Alama Tanyadun, why did we learn he kaw aliadovit sometimes if a master hid his slave on his hand, Visofal Hazor, and it's gonna regrow in Ayvid Yotse Bala Hirut, Ayvid does not go out free. Why did we learn that? So Agra explains because him can Shinvain my Ahanele, then if that's the case, then what we learn out of Shinvain. You meaning you have to learn something out of Shinvain. So we're learning that we had to set a limit to how many things we could add. So we're adding 24 body parts, but we're subtracting cases like this of uh, hit him on the hand and it dried up and it's going to regrow, it's going to heal again. Tanur Abanan. Bekulam, in all 24 cases, Ayved Yotze Bahen Harut and Ayved goes out free. Vetzarich get shehurur the very bishimon. Or bishimon holds he also needs a get. It's not enough that he is tooth knocked out. You also need to give him a get. Rabbi Meir Omer, and not sarich. You don't you don't need a get. It's enough that he's missing his tooth, for example, and that's good enough. Rabbi Leizer Omer sarich. Rabbi Leizer holds he needs a get. Rabbi Tafon Omer, and not sarich. Rabbi Tafon holds no get. Rabbi Akiva Omer sarich. And hamachriim lefne hachamim the compromisers in front of hachamim omrim. It sounds like Rabbi Tarfon, you don't need a get by the, the Shen Ai and the Ain. Why Sha Torah Ziktalo? The Torah said you're free, so therefore you don't even need a get. But the very Biakiva that you need a get, that's Bishalevarim, the other body parts. Let's say the finger, the nose, etc. Why Ho'ilu Knas Hachamim? Because it's a fine from Hachamim. The Gemara says, Knas, uh, it's a Knas, it's, it's a fine. It's Kraeka Dashina. Didn't we be Doresh Pesukim and we learned it this way, that way, Ribuim, Mi'ot, Ribuim, right? Ela, no, the Gemara says, you're right. Ho'il umidrash hachamim hu. You would need a get in the other parts because hachamim had to be Doresh. It's a Derabanan. The Deoraitas you don't need a get for, the Derabanans you do. 
So now, my ta'amad Rabbi Shimon, what's Rabbi Shimon's reason? The Gemara explains because Yalif Shiluah, Shiluah Meisha, he learns Grashava of Shiluah, Halachofshi Shalachenu, that's by Ayved, and by Isha it says, Vishil Leham Beto by Get. Ma Isha, Isha, she needs a contract, a document which is a Get. Afrayved, same thing, Nami, also, Bishtar, he needs a Get. Verabi Meir, who says he does not need a get because Rabbi Meir's door is like this. The Pasuk says, La Hofshi is Shalachin. If it would have said, Yishalachin Hofshi, Kidikamat, I would have said, like you, then he needs a get. Hashtad Khatav, La Hofshi is Shalachin. Now that it says it in this order where Hofshi and then Yishalachin, he's learning that Havale Hofshi Meikara, he's already considered a Hofshi and therefore he doesn't need a get. So now the Gemara brings another right uh, discussing Shen and Ayn. Tan Rabanan Hikawa al Aynov Let's say the master hit him on his eye, made him blind. Aloznov Harsha. He hit him on the ear, made him deaf. Ayved Yotzei by Nacherut. Ayved goes out free. Neged Aynov Enoroe. If he hit him near his eye, now he can't see. Or Keneged Oznov Enoshem. Or next to his ear, now he can't hear. And Ayved Yotzei by Nacherut. Ayved does not go out free. And Amar of Sheman the Ravasher, of Sheman told Ravasher, the Mamra, it sounds like the Kala love Klumu. It sounds like if a person made a sound next to a person's ear, it's nothing. The problem is, Vihatane, we have a Braita in the name of Rami Bar Yeheskel, Tanegol Shehoshit Roshol Avir Kelizehuhit. If a rooster, a chicken, put his head in a vase, Vitaka'abu, and he made noise, Ushbaroni broke it, Meshalem Nezek Shalem. He has to pay full price. This is a mahloket, a sumchos and hachamim in Baba Kama, that the noise that something makes, if an animal makes noise, according to sumchos, he has to pay full price. So Rami Bari Haskel holds like sumchos. And here's another one. And Ve'amar of Yosef, and of Yosef, Amre Berav, he holds like hachamim, that's only half price. Sus Shetzanaf, if a horse made noise, a hamor shenar, or a donkey made noise, Ve'shabru kelim betochabait, and they broke vessels in the house. Ve'shalamim hatsiyanezek, they only have to pay half price. Now, bottom line is, whether you hold like Amre Berav, like Sumchus, full price, or of Yosef, Amre Berav, like hachamim, half price, at the end of the day, you see that for noise, uh, you are Hayav. Not like what we're saying over here, that uh, that the slave does not go out free, meaning the the guy the master didn't do anything wrong. So Amale Rav Ashe told Rav Sheman, you have, to, you have to explain Shani Adam by humans it's different. Why? The Chevan de Bardatu is a person who has consent, he has knowledge, he has a normal mindset. Then Ium of Eitnafshe, he scares himself. Kedetanya. And we have a bright explaining. If a person scares his friend, patur midine adam, he would be he would be patur if they took him to betin. However, the hayav bedine shamaim, but he would be hayav in the court of shamaim, and that means Hashem would punish him for that action. Ketzad, what are we talking about? Taka beozno beharsho. If a friend blew a shofar in his friend's ear and made him deaf, patur in a regular betin, a human court, he would be patur. However, he would be Hayav in Dina Shamaim. However, Ahazahu Vitakabozno, if I grabbed my friend and I blew in his ear, where my, my friend didn't have a chance to move away, and then Viharasho, and then he made him deaf, then Hayav. At that point, he would be Hayav even Bide Adam, because that's not an indirect cause anymore. That's Mamash, a straight up cause to why he became deaf.
Next, Tanura Banan Hikahu al if a master hid his slave by the eye, Vikahatan and his eyesight weakened. Al Shino Venadeda or he hit him on the tooth and it started to shake. If he could use that eyesight or that tooth now, then in then the slave does not go out free with that. If he can't use it anymore, that's it. He became blind with that eye, or he just lost the use of that tooth, then the slave goes out free. We have another beraita. If if the slave's eye was already dark, I mean, it was already weak eyesight, and then he totally blinded it. She know if he had a loose tooth and then he knocked it out completely it all depends if he was able to use them up until now and then if he knocked it out then he, the slave goes out free and if not then and he does not go out free you need both taught. why because if you only mention the first one where he knocked it out let's say 95% then mishum because originally he saw he saw well he had good eyesight and now he has bad eyesight but in the second because he had bad eyesight Emma maybe he doesn't go out free with that that's why we have to say we have to find out if he had the good eyesight or not and if you would have told me the second one where it was already 95 percent gone I would have said maybe because you totally blinded him. Avalhat, I mean the first baita, the lost semiagam, he didn't totally blind him, he just uh, ruined his eyesight. Emalo, maybe he would not go out free. That's why you need both, but I thought to tell you that if it was in use, then it's considered as if it's uh, totally there. If it's not in use, then it's like as if it's not there. Tanura banan. Let's say the master was a doctor. And the slave said, Can you put this blue stuff in my eye as uh, as a medicine to heal it? By mistake, he messed up and he made him blind. Uh, or he's a dentist and he told me, Can you clean my, uh, my tooth? He knocked it out by mistake. The slave played around with the master and he gets to go out free. The Pasuk says he has to ruin it, he has to damage it. He has to have Kavana to destroy that tooth or eye. So, what do Rabbanan do with that word? So, they'll tell you, they're going to for the following Brayta. If a master, let's say he was delivering his uh, his uh, a slave woman, and by mistake he blinded the baby inside, patur he does he's patur and and, uh, and she doesn't go out free because my ta'ama, what's the reason? It says he damaged it. He has to have kavanah to damage it. So that word v'shihata is coming to talk about the case where he uh, he messed up the baby's eye. Where does he learn the case of messing up the, the fetus's eye? From the extra he, it says v'shihata. Uh, from there you learn the case not just of him having Kavana in general, that's you can learn from Vishihat and the Shihata, the extra even the case of uh, the the fetus in the mother's stomach. Veidak and Hachamim Shihat Shihata Lodarish and Hachamim don't have this extra hey limo. They don't learn it. 
So Anamalav Sheshat, Hareshaita Eno Semuya Vihatata. Let's say the slave already was blind and the master took out that eye out of the socket. Ivid Yotsebahem the Hirut. The slave goes out free. My Tama, what's the reason? Because Mehusar Everhu, because now he's considered missing a limb. It's not just that he's blind, it's an extra thing. Now it's more of embarrassment or it's more of a damage when it's totally not in the socket. Vitana Tunan, what's the proof? We have another Braita. This is talking about the Korbanot, that there's a deen of Tamut Vezachrut Bimhema, that there has to be an animal that's complete. Or if it's a boy or it's a girl, that those halachot only by a behema. Ve'en tamut ve'zachrut be'ofot. But there's no din when they send the korbanot that you have to bring a bird. There's no din that it has to be a boy or a girl, and there's no din that it has to be complete without a wound. Yachol, wait a second. How can it be without a wound? Yachol, yavshagapa. Let's say the the wing dried up, or nikte'alaglau, totally the 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 foot got broken off. Nechtetayna, or the eye is the eye came out of the eye socket of this bird. Maybe that should be okay. Tamud lomar. That's why the pasuk says min ha'of velo kol ha'of ve'imin ha'of ola kol bar lashem. It means. Not every bird is okay. Certain cases allowed, certain cases not allowed. If it's totally missing a body part, a limb, then it's asur. And you see from here that missing a body part, missing a limb is worse than just a regular wound. And that's why if the slave was blind and he totally took out the eye from the eye socket, he goes out free. And Amarav Amarav Haita Lo Yeteret. Let's say the this slave had an extra finger. The master cut it off. The slave goes out free. And That's only if that extra finger was on the roster. It looks like he has uh, five, uh, six fingers, but one after the other in a row. But if it's coming out of the palm or the back of the hand, that's uh, that's not a finger that we're talking about, and he would not go out free. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen.